Taylor Negron and a partridge in a patch. <laughs> Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle. Hey everybody, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. It's the podcast where we review all the Disney Channel original movies from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamuto. I have all my friends here. Brandon Bant is here. Hello, Kirk. Kirk Cameron, the star of that movie, that is. <laughs> Ryan Metz is here. I am here, and you're all here too. James Latier is here. Hi guys, everybody. And that's it. We don't have a guest this time, but we don't need a guest this time because the four of us, we're wonderful people, and we have a lot to say. Uh, it's 2019, guys. We made it. Why? We survived. I don't know. Regrettably. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody picked us to just keep going into the new year. I'll take it, I suppose, if it means I get to keep watching these Disney Channel movies. Well, <laughs> that's your reason. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. That's the okay. thing that... That's what's giving me steam. It That's, lights my fire. It, do, it, it lights my fire. It keeps me going. And I'm drinking already. <laughs> That's what we're here for. And this movie is a real treat. This is one of the first Disney Channel original movies. I believe it was the, it was number two officially. There's some dispute over which was the first one. It shows. But yeah, it does. And this one is the 1998 Kirk Cameron classic, You Lucky Dog. And I certainly use the word classic very lightly. Uh, but before we get into ho that whole thing, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. We've got alcohol. It tastes great. James made a drink. James always makes a drink, and he always makes a good drink. And he's going to tell us all about this drink that we're drinking. James, take it away. Well, this drink that you're drinking in your drink for your drinking podcast is uh, named not after the movie, but it's named after one of the actors in the movie, the late, the great. Taylor Negron. Mm. This is the Taylor Negroni. Mm. It's delicious, but which one is Taylor Negroni? He is the bumbling cousin. Oh, and yes. he's dead? Who, yes. Yeah, he, in 2015. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. He was out. in like, like Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was in like a bunch of Disney shows. He's like he's that guy that's in all that weird oh, stuff. He's yeah. a character actor. He's in a lot of Mary-Kate and Ashley stuff. Yeah. That must be why I recognize him. Because I, I saw him and I, I knew who he was. Not by name, but I knew his face. And I was like, ugh. What is he from? And I looked through his IMDb and I was like, oh my God, there's like 130 credits here. Yeah. And I recognize a lot of these things. And he just does like one episode of, he, of each thing. He yep. looks like a physically and emotionally stunted Bob Odenkirk. I was going to say he looks like Nick Cage and Bob Odenkirk. I have that in my notes. Yeah, very distinct face. He's like, so, yeah, you're right. He's like one of those one off guys that you're like, oh, where is he from? Uh, oh, yeah. You normally tell us how you make the drink, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, well, we could we you, could talk about yeah. Taylor Negron at least. We put Taylor Negron's essence into the <laughs> uh, so a Negroni is this is just a regular Negroni recipe. It's uh, one part gin, one part vermouth, uh, one part Campari, and then in there I threw uh, some uh, orange zest. I threw it in the drink to steep for a little while, like a couple hours, uh, and then in your drink there's an orange zest, and then there's just a splash of blood orange juice in there to sweeten it up because it's a little strong. Like it can be a little dry, and I kind of like them a little more balanced. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I hope. I you feel like, like it. I got a very alcoholic one because I'm already warm. They're all warm in my pretty, belly. I mean, it's three types of alcohol 
and normally no juice. So I threw just a little bit of juice in there. And Taylor, the, the only other ice. thing watering this down is when the ice melts. Right. It's like Taylor Negron's giving you a nice big hug from the inside. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you did okay. You uh, did fair. all right. That's fair. No, I've been drinking a lot of Negronis lately, and this is, dude, I don't know I say it every time, but you've really outdone yourself this time. This is, the, I think, the best drink you've ever made. That's that's high praise. Oh my god! It's up there. I might. I think I might agree, Ryan. They just keep getting this one, better. and there was an apple one I really liked. Oh, the mighty apple. The mighty from episode right. two. Yeah, from it, uh, Alley Cat Strike. Yeah. We um, hope you listeners out there are inspired to make some of these drinks. Um, these drink recipes are somewhat on, and they're gonna be on the Instagram, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. They. They. There's. They are currently there, and they will be there. Good. Absolutely. All right, should we uh, should we get into this? Should we talk about you, lucky dog? I think so. I have a lot to say. Okay. Uh, the first thing that I noticed about this movie, so so ge- general premise for for those of you who who need to know, uh, some rich old fart dies and leaves Kirk Cameron a dog therapist and an his orphaned dog, dog fer- therapist. Yeah, why because, they- <laughs> in, because it's a Disney yes. movie, and you have to either have you have to either be an orphan or have divorced parents. That's a good yeah. point. It comes. It's stated even that even when orphaned, you're an adult, doesn't even matter. There's no <laughs> child. There's no children in this child's movie. No. no. <laughs> but that he does act like a child and I constantly was asking myself how old is he supposed to be because they said he had his powers when he was a kid and then he lost them when his he was powers 14. of being yeah. a dog psychic and now he's a lying dog psychic well he's 28 in when he filmed this movie yes. okay I, so I um I'm not I I never watched growing pains but I think that's supposed to be the charm of Kirk Cameron he like can both be could both act old and oh. act young because he plays like the the, the teen heartthrob but then he gets older throughout the show and I assume he matures I don't know I've never seen sort of like a Michael J Fox where it's like yeah. an eternal that kind of without all guy. the shaking <laughs> well. oh jeez. <laughs> That's and, weird to me that they can have an adult man play a teen. That's a, that's creepy to me. You would be it surprised happens, how often um, they do it. Yeah, like the it, oldest actor in High School Musical at the time was twenty nine. Ugh. Andy Milazakis. Andy Milazakis. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, but he's disorders. got man baby syndrome. And yeah. um, the speaking of Disney, someone who was on the Miley Cyrus show, mm. her brother. Yes, her brother. He was. Oh, he was, was like, like thirty five, right? mm-hmm. and he was like a. And he was playing uh, like a high school student. Yeah. Yeah. So this happens all the time. Um, but yeah, Ew. Kirk Cameron is no exception because he is, you know, some some age between 18 and 35 doesn't really matter. But yeah. he's a dog therapist uh, living a sham because he claims to be a dog psychic. And he was, but then he wasn't. And then he meets is again. Lucky. And then he meets Lucky, who is Rich Old Fart's dog. Does he have a name? It's Mr. something. Mr. Windsor. Rich Old Fart is what I'm sticking yeah, with. Because uh, I'm going to call him Whitford and Waldorf and whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, the rich old fart um, sees potential in him and in Kirk Cameron. And then old fart dies and Kirk Cameron and the dog inherit the $64 million estate. Uh, cue, the, cue the montage of them running around doing, you know, young person stuff in a big, rich, snooty ass. That's happened in the real world. Like people have left fortunes to their animals. I'd be curious to know what the biggest one is, but there's definitely the story of the woman leaving millions to her cat. You know, mm-hmm. It's it's real. That's pretty cool. But I would, 65 yeah, mil. It's a baller movie. I would say in this case, it's totally warranted because his only living heirs, his three, are they nephews or nieces or kids or whatever? Yeah, why isn't there just one word for that? I don't know, but they're, they're shit. They're just the worst. They're terrible. They're bad. Can we go back to his office real quick? Because he is a fraud. He hasn't had this power for 14 years, and his whole business model is around this power he lost. (laughs) But he has degrees on the wall. (laughs) And it's like, degrees in what? 
Degrees yeah, so, in... Was it, were they news deg- articles? <laughs> degrees of beginning like, montages. They looked like degrees to me. Degrees of freedom and the level of significance I of any of this I was going to say test. degrees of health because <laughs> Kirk Cameron's so afraid of it. It's a constant reminder. That is a very good point. So here, I, I will start off by saying I, I enjoyed the, the nonsense of this movie. I think it was a lot of fun, but... The whole premise just seems very flawed to me because here's the opening sequence, the opening like credits and everything. It's just news clips of him proving to the world that he has, you know, telepathic powers with dogs. He can read their minds. Um, there's no evidence of them possessing him, but he, he can clearly hear to some extent what they are thinking and portray it to people. By the time the movie actually starts and plot begins to move forward, he doesn't have this power at all. He doesn't want to have this power at all. He is living a sham. Then suddenly, the connection with Lucky is made. He figures out that he has this power, does not want it again, and all of a sudden, the whole plot of the movie is, you know, people trying to prove he's crazy. Even though it is very well established throughout many sources that he can do this. Right, just look at the newspaper archives. Yeah. So <laughs> case. I, 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 I really don't understand the 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 points. I don't understand. He doesn't like having this power, so why did he create a business around having this power? Like I'm allergic to artichokes. I don't become an <laughs> artichoke farmer. No, nah, but like, you know, when you're good at something, you He's you know, not good at it. He it, lost it's a the niche. power. It's a niche. He, he probably did it for a little while and then he lost it and he was like, Oh, I got this uh he's I got actively, this life to live. He's scared when it comes back. Mm-hmm. He's like, What's happening? But he's it's already happened to him. Well, there's a reason for him to be frightened is because he can't control his behavior when he when it comes he's back. He's a werewolf. Yes. He yeah. turns into a, a dog. He's, he's a possessed. man who acts like a dog. He can't help but eat out of the garbage, dig bones up from the backyard. They hit all the dog tropes that Chasing cats. Jack They does. missed Mailman. No Mailman. Oh. I would have loved to see a Mailman come to the door. That's probably a deleted scene. But he bites the niece. Um, he actually assaults yeah. this woman. Yes, so. he does. I have that I made a list of crimes in this movie. Oh, did you? I'm <laughs> yeah, glad. Yeah, there's a good list of crimes. Um, <laughs> I think the only sane person in this movie... Actually, no. not even, The only person that I felt any connection to was the secretary. But she's also in on this lie, and she's just you know kind of rolling mm-hmm. with it. Accepting the fact that she's not getting paid by Kirk Cameron and just staying with him. Is she like his mom? No, because he's orphaned. He's an orphan. So who is she? Yeah. Why is she with him? What is she getting out of this arrangement? She's, uh, I really liked her line when they were like, do you have any coffee? She's like, yeah, around the block. I'm not getting it. <laughs> yeah. At the diner. Yeah, awesome. at the diner, yeah. She must be planning to sell this story to like E and you know try to make a fortune. So Jack meets Lucky and he knows that his power's back. Three years later, he goes to live with Uncle Phil, who's the driver of Mr. W. Yeah, Uncle Phil from Did you Fresh say three Prince. years later? Three years later. Isn't it two weeks it? later? No, I was pretty sure. I, I heard three years, but okay, I can't Well, it says, it says on the thing, it's two weeks later when the, after, um, what's it called? The, the, the therapist's Grimley. office is being cleared out because the mayor shut it down. Oh, yeah. And uh, mm. then James Avery shows up, bless his soul. And uh, he he tells him, like, yeah, old fart died. (laughs) You got to come to the mansion. I don't know why I thought it was three years. I don't know. So Uncle Phil is immediately on board with this guy, like the man he worked for, presumably for a long time, just appointing this guy to talk (laughs) to his dog. And And he's like, well, boss said I got to listen to you, so I believe you. Like, no one questions him. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) No one questions uh, 
Kirk Cameron well, about any of this. Well, James Avery questions him once. Uh, oh, what's he's the driver. What's his real name? Just in case anyone hasn't seen Fresh Prince, those sinners. Uh, Calvin. Calvin, yeah, the, Calvin, the driver. So he asks Kirk Cameron one question. He's like, why did the dog chew on my leather gloves? Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cameron's answer is, he, he, likes, chew- he likes chewing it. He and said he likes Italian food. Yeah, and he goes, okay, <laughs> that's good enough for me. <laughs> Speaking of that, I also made a list of things that this dog, concepts that this dog understands. I've got some good lists going here. It's He's the smartest dog in the world, and I feel like you don't have to be a dog psychic to understand what he's thinking, because he will actively shake his head no at things, Mm -hmm. and apparently Kirk Cameron's the only one that could possibly comprehend that. Yeah, but no, here's a list of the things that the dog clearly seems to understand. Um, Italy and being Italian, and the difference of that from other things, um, causing someone's death... Um, a legacy and carrying on someone's memory, um, malls, currency, hotels, and stealing. He, this dog understands many complex things. Smartest he can count too. Like he's like, we'll take those five couches. <laughs> <laughs> the smartest dog ever, I have to say. So All what right. are the odds? Important question, everybody. Um, do you think this movie would have been better if the dog was voiced by somebody? And follow up, who would you want to voice that dog? First answer, no. Second answer, not applicable. Okay, fair. First answer, no. Second answer, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh my God, that was mine too. (laughs) Yep, definitely. I thought either either Gilbert Gottfried or Wanda Sykes. I didn't know if Lucky was a boy or a girl. But either way, both would be uh, good. Harvey Firestein. Yeah. (laughs) Just trying to think of the craziest voices. Mm -hmm. We've we've got a lot of good options here. I would have liked. I would have liked someone to voice him because then Kirk Cameron would have spoken less. All all he did was talk. (laughs) All the time in this movie, being like, yeah. "What's that? You like shoes? Well, we can't have those shoes. Okay, we'll go get them. Well, you're telling me you like shoes, so I like shoes too now. Like, I he just it was a weird choice to not have the dog speak at all. So here's my theory: is that he's actually an insane person, and the dog is smarter than average, but he's a crazy man, and he translates this dog's you know behavior into. I'll take that one step further. Mm. This is a retelling of the Son of Sam's killings. Oh, dude. Mm, what? Elaborate on that. This So, for those who don't know, Son of Sam was a killer in New York, like the Northeast in the late 70s. Uh, targeted blondes, I think. Like, girls were changing the color of their hair to, like, not be targeted by Son of Sam. Mm. And when they caught him, he said that the, the thing that made him kill all these people was his neighbor's dog, who spoke to him, and who he believed was possessed by the devil. Oh. Now... Is Lucky the Devil? <laughs> oh my, Mr. Oh my Pickles God. or David Berkowitz, son of Sam Style? That's what I pose. Yes, and there are some like someone says that dog's the devil. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They do, and no, this is uh, far maid, after that. The maid says nothing personal, but I think you might be possessed by the devil. Yeah, because he actually oh takes directions and is pos- he channels this dog for good. But what if the dog was vicious? It is this. Is this? dog the devil uh, that's the question what, yes i pose yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's explore that what characteristics makes something the devil oh um uh temptation temptation yeah except what we are the seven that? deadly sins we uh, have sloth yeah. so so much sloth so much Ooh. gluttony mm-hmm. gluttony uh wrath wrath he does Was attack jealousy people. in there at all Not no really. he is kind of altruistic in that he wants to Avenge, but Wrath is sort of revenge and he desires to have all those other dogs too oh that's like, lust Lust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yo, this oh, is an open and shut case. 
this yeah. this is to educate kids <laughs> to prevent another son of son of Sam. What child is watching this movie? Oh, there is no, no, none. Like, if you have no talking dog and no fellow children, who's your... Uh, just... It's not. I don't know what their target was. I imagine they just had some contract with Kirk Cameron, and they were like, "Oh, this contract's been sitting here for years. We got to do something with him. Let's make him talk to a dog." Yeah, no. this was clearly like what? a theatrical. Maybe this was a, meant to be a bigger theatrical release, and it just kind of got, you know, kind of chopped down a couple. It turned times. out bad. <laughs> and then they couldn't release it in theaters because it was bad. They were like, Who we need, knows? We need a cute dog to sell this movie, otherwise we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be shaggy. He's really cute, though. He's yeah. a really cute dog. Great dog. Boy. Great dog. There should just be, there should be like a neighbor boy or something. In yeah. This movie. There is one child. It is it is the the female lawyer's child. Allison's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Allison Nicole is yeah. played by Kurt Cameron's IRL wife. That's true, Chelsea really? Noble. They yeah. uh, were, but she was his girlfriend on Growing Pains in the fifth season, and then they were married, I think, within a year, uh, in real life. And uh, they had six children over seven Holy years. Shit, over Whoa. seven years. Yeah, and um, yeah, and Whoa. this last year they uh, toured the they toured the country um, for Kirk Cameron's. Uh, his his marriage uh, talk. Wow. Um, wow. All about uh, evangelical Christianity because uh, he's a he's a televangelist. They had no on screen chemistry. Yeah. No. No. They had none. Zero. And as yeah. soon as they came on screen, Kate was um, my fiance said like, "Oh, they're gonna fall in love." And yeah. I was like, "I mean, you're oh, probably right because it's a guy and a girl in a movie." Yeah. But I I don't see it at all. He was also like, you're the lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> Women can't be lawyers. Yeah. Blondes? Lawyers? What's the sitch? Oh, man. And, and what kind of lawyers down to just like, who's just like, oh, well, you know, I can't sign these papers, but want to meet me at the mall and yeah, I could do oh, it there? Totally normal thing to have a dog go to a mall to sign legal papers <laughs> to inherit $60 million. Also, Kurt Cameron 64. says $64 million. Oddly specific number. Yeah, yeah you're kind of right. Um, is that, wait. Is 64, when were these murders started? Six, uh, six, six. Son of Sam was like 77 to 79. Okay. All right. I, I thought maybe it was like... Good boy, 666. Six, six. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Cameron says, I'm a normal guy at one point. So every time something weird happened, I wrote, but he's a normal guy. <laughs> Having a normal day with my dog at the mall. Yab dig. Yab dig. Yab dig. <laughs> Sending subliminal messages. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Oh man. So Kill while I was all. while I was reading about this movie, I didn't find a lot of information about this movie, but I did find out that Kirk Cameron was an evangelical and partnered with this guy, this New Zealand evangelical named Ray Comfort, who's just the worst, um, you know, denier of evolution, and he might be a geocentrist. Uh, I don't know, but uh, he 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 has the. I just. Just anyone out there, spend like ten minutes looking up Ray Comfort, and it you'll, you're you're in for a real treat. He has this whole argument about how um, God is real because the banana fits so perfectly in your hand. Oh, oh my God, that guy! Yeah, that guy. Banana man. Six six. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guys hear something just now? I didn't. No, it, was, it must have been the must have been the wind. Oh, okay. Yeah, bananas though, right? Oh, oh man, God. bananas. They do fit so well in your monkey. I mean, human hand. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe nobody Same. ever told him, like, yeah, they fit really well in monkeys' hands, too. 
Did you know Good that we boy. came from monkeys? Speaking of bad guys, can we talk about the bad guys? Yeah, because they're dumb as shit. I think they worked very well as just generic bad people in kids' movies. They're yeah. they're just bad. There's like not no no redeeming quality to them. Uh, but they do commit a lot of crimes. Yeah. Well, Some my babies. They first of all, bad girl equals big fur coat. Oh yeah, yeah. always. Yep. And um, I they had never the three. The three villain, the three villains have never had a job before, but they decide to fire their attorney and do all the law <laughs> stuff themselves. Yeah, shocked at the premise of a job, but yeah. no law stuff. They just decide they first of all couldn't see that the only strategy was that the one that they wound up going with was just call this guy crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, yeah. they were like, "We'll rob him," or the one woman was like, "We'll convince him that he should just give us money." Like that was their plan. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um. So they're scheming in a hotel and then the dumb one the nick cage look like <laughs> he uses a vibrating bed which is called magic fingers <laughs> in front of his family members they're on the bed the too i know yeah. all it, three of them three family and, and they say this is our last quarter yeah. <laughs> and they give it to him they're like he deserves it yeah. it was hilarious how inept they were at living in the real world that was one thing i really liked was how yeah. dumb they were at helping themselves yeah taylor negron actually had my favorite line in the movie where the lawyer uh who's talking about his fee for you know what he accepts they go back to the lawyer and he goes my fee isn't 30 percent anymore it's now 50 percent and taylor negron goes that's almost half it got no laughs no it because it just cuts right to the next moment but i really appreciated it my favorite line was the uh the woman in the three in the trio where she goes I can't afford not to have, or they're they're worried about getting cut out. And she goes, mm-hmm. I use an imported shampoo. Oh, relate. Another one of those lines that it's like, if you were 12 and you heard that, you'd probably just repeat that until your parents <laughs> told you, shut up. True. Absolutely. My favorite one was the woman says, you're a low life opportunist to the lawyer. And the lawyer responds, Yes, and I have a law degree to prove it. Nice big <laughs> law jokes. Ooh, skewered with that social commentary that kids love so much. Yeah. <laughs> Interest. Actually, on that note, I'm only just thinking of this now. Interesting portrayal of you know what a lawyer is in this movie because that the bad lawyer, the I guess the prosecutor is that we'd call it. I don't know. I don't do law, um, but he uh, is a is objectively you know bad, evil, cold hearted, mm-hmm. but. Also a very good lawyer because he gets all of these people to prove his case. Meanwhile, um, uh, Chelsea Noble, the, the female lawyer, is, is a very sweet woman. Um, but she claims that this contract, they, this last will and testament that they wrote up is ironclad. Meanwhile, it's clearly not. And then the moment that they decide they have to go to court... She doesn't get any witnesses at all. She gets nobody to attest to his character. She doesn't do a damn thing. And also... She lets the dog sit with them in mm-hmm. a court. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think by any stretch of the imagination, even if the dog was the executor of the will, no judge in their right mind would be like, well, then he should clearly sit <laughs> with the person that we're talking about. Yeah. All right. Here's scenario. Um, uh, here. So she, Chelsea Noble uh, or the, the female lawyer says, all right, we need to prove that you're not crazy. And he goes, can I bring my dog? <laughs> She goes, oh, well, I don't see why not. <laughs> and he That's proceeds perfectly to reasonable. prove himself crazy in mm-hmm. the court of law by yeah. talking through the dog. But basically. everybody thinks it's Can funny. They? Yeah, they're laughing at him in court. That that whole court scene is is 
beautiful. Just, oh, just we'll get there. there's, there's yeah. laughs. Yeah, before I get, we gotta we gotta talk about some other stuff before we even get there. Um, the one big question I had throughout the throughout the whole movie. It's such a quick moment, but I had to know when Kirk Cameron is possessed and we see that he starts scratching his his head with his with his foot. Whose foot do you think he was rubbing up against? Because it wasn't his own. Some stunt guy. God. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Foot guy got paid for this movie. That was my question. They just reused some grip. I need to know that best boy's name This is a public declaration If you played Kirk Cameron's foot Behind his head in You Lucky Dog The 1998 Disney Channel original movie Please contact us At DisneyChannelTipsyPanel At gmail.com I must know who you are And I will give you as much airtime as you want I'll Venmo you $5 Oh I I, I got 5 on it too That person was in the credits Definitely Foot guy Foot Absolutely. Name. Well, whether it was like stunts or whatever, or even if it they was were, just grip, they were probably on. under stunts, or they were, they must have been somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. But I must know. Or it could have been a mannequin, not to disappoint. So lucky. First, my bubble. Our <laughs> good, our man's best friend has some guilt because the night that his dear owner died, rich man, rich, rich man, man, rich Wilford Money Banks, heart. Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Oh, he's still alive, though. Oh, that's true. Oh, really? There are a lot he of He liked me on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Because nice. I said I wish Wilford Brimley had a Twitter. And he does. It's just not verified. So he liked it. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was nice. Of it him. was nice to know he's out there. Hi, Wilford. Out there searching for his name, going, Somebody tweet about me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my diabetes is acting up. <laughs> I ran out of testing supplies years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Call Liberty. Call Liberty for your testing supplies. <laughs> Okay. So lucky. This dog. This dog has guilt because the night that his owner died, the lucky asked him to take him for a walk, but he refused because he said it was the coldest night of the year. But then they go outside and it's raining. So <laughs> it's definitely cold not that cold. Is not, I think not. Well, to, to be fair, this is like almost definitely LA. So it could. It, the, it's the coldest night of the year, lucky. It's 58 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. He's just wearing like a robe. Yeah, it's raining. Jacket. It's warm enough for rain. Yeah. But yes, then they then they go outside and, and he keels over and dies. And then we go to the mall. And then we go to the mall. And Maltage. The, the mall. I didn't really understand the mall until I was like, duh. It's so the dog can buy a bunch of things with his money. Yeah, so he, what does the dog buy? The, the dog, dog buys, buys a lot furniture. of furniture. Tons of couches, which we never see after they remodel the house. Oh, yeah, no. which they do in an afternoon. Yeah. Easy. Yep, can, <laughs> they buy and a bunch rip- of dog toys and. Uh, well, then they buy the him stuff too. They yeah. buy the dog um, gravy-filled gumballs, mm-hmm. all, all that stuff that it stops. The camera stops. Oh on my god! In that scene, I, I thought it was like glitching. No, me too. I did too. Well, here's what I suspect happened. They were just doing a sweep of the room just to show everything, and then in po- in editing, they realized this is like 45 seconds long. We can't just have this long shot. We have to do something with it. So they do dialogue over. It. But they realize there's too much. It's moving just slightly too fast for normal dialogue. So they have to do freeze frames every like five seconds to show the thing that they're talking about. But it also wasn't filmed in that way. So the freeze frames are all blurry and everything is terrible. And it was the worst case of editing I have ever seen that in was a ugly. Disney Channel movie. Yeah. And that is really saying something. That was ugly. This has been Brandon's edit corner. <laughs> I, I imagine they were like, how can we convey gravy-filled gumballs visibly. Can we make them all kind of beige? No, no, that looks terrible. Let's put regular gumballs and put voiceover. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, that was an ugly scene. Yes, pretty really bad. bad. Like, like one of those scenes where you're like, actively <laughs> like, oh god, it's too bad for 1999. It's I know. you know, I could have seen it in '89. I have to say though, when you guys were, I did no research on this before I watched it. When you were like, it was the first one in my head watching this the whole time. I was because Kirk Cameron, I was like, oh, he was like an '80s star in my head. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this was made in like the '80s. <laughs> I watched this whole movie thinking it was from the '80s, wow. 1998. Yes. Mind blown. Damn. You know, the yeah. editing might be bad, but I bet the sound design was by the same person who did Pajama Sam. Oh, man. <laughs> what a game. It sounded too similar. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, doop, boop, boop, uh, boop, boop. I think about those, mm, so the, I think about those humongous entertainment games all the time. That is my childhood. I love childhood. those games. Mm-hmm. Pajama Sam, Putt Putt and Pep, Spy uh, Fox. Mmm, you're really Putt Putt t- was really good. You're striking a chord with me right Pup now. Putt Putt Charles through time. I swear this isn't Pup an ad, but you can Charles go out and buy those time. games for like five bucks each on um on iOS. Nice. I have wow. I have I really Spy Fox on, in dry cereal on my phone. The Tic Tac the Tic Tac Toe game with cheese, mm. cheese and crackers. Havarti, throw baloney. That's what you had to say to start the game. Well, you didn't say it. You clicked it, and then they said that, but it was a rule. You guys are bringing me back here. I oh I have a lot to we say about those points. games. Oh, yeah. I mean, Telltale. Oh, Telltale games. They do. They do. I mean, they just shut down. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, no, they were working. I, I mean, sorry, we'll go back to the movie after this, but they were doing. They were working on like a follow-up to their Walking Dead series, which was pretty popular. And then they were just like, actually, we're not going to do it, but we're going to expect our staff to finish making the game. And all of them were like, no, we're not doing that. And then they all just left, and I don't think they ever made it. I don't they're, know. They're done. Yes, they're done. R.I.P. All right. Um, <laughs> what a fun little diversion. What else do we got here? What else? Well, are we this doing is this when Kirk Cameron channels the dog mm-hmm. because the dog gets excited and he turns into a dog man. Yeah, and he bites a human woman on her rear. Oh yeah, rips her dress off, which oh, she then wears God. to court. Yeah, <laughs> when did that be submitted to evidence? Yeah, that's what I yeah, said. Oh right. well. So I, I, it was just confusing why, in the moments where the dog would have been aggressive or like you know, act it out. He doesn't do it. Kirk Cameron does it. Mm -hmm. So you're to believe that the dog has more self-control than Kirk Cameron. Yeah. The dog is like (laughs) thinking like, ah, I really want to bite her, but I won't. And Kirk Cameron's like, I'm going to bite her ass. That's that's because the dog is playing the long game. This dog sees past, present and future. This dog understands the most the highest levels of, of, of wrongdoing and sin. This, this dog, dog, this dog is Satan. This dog is nothing short of an omnipresent uh-huh. being. Six, six, six. <laughs> can, we talk about, can we talk about all the crimes yeah, that, the, that the nieces and nephews commit? Yes. There's a lot of crimes. So, so here's what I wrote down, and there might be more. Um, first, assault, <laughs> because they assault Kirk Cameron. Um, reckless driving. Uh, hit and run, hit because and run. they yeah. hit that car and then drive away. Um, plot to kill, which then they throw out, but they, they definitely said it. Um, yeah. Uh, plot to kidnap the dog, uh, breaking and entering. Yep. Um, I imagine cutting power lines is probably a crime too. Incest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, Taylor Negron is definitely the product of the other two. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> also, I don't know how to categorize this crime, but pulling a gun in a courtroom. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, my favorite. What is? There? What crime is that? First of all. Are we there? And second of all. 
What? My favorite. I, wrote, I screamed when me that too. happened. In the I movie. wrote, "This is a insane." Oh my god! Oh my god! He got <laughs> so so. They're writing this courtroom scene. It's mostly it's very lighthearted. You know, it's it's a lot of fun. People are mostly just laughing, and it's and it's Lots a it's a good in the time. Courtroom. Then the discovery is made that the that what the nephew the I, would you call him the he, call the him head of the nephew the head nephew the head nephew, <laughs> head nephew. <laughs> the head nephew, <laughs> the head, nephew. <laughs> head nephew um you know actually poisoned so head nephew poisoned um uncle. his his un- uncle uncle rich man <laughs> but we should say the only reason that that comes up is it's kind of proven that the dog and uh Kirk Cameron have a connection to the jury because he faces the jury. The dog faces the other lawyer, mm-hmm. and he just like brings some stuff out, and Kirk Cameron says what it is. Yeah, and so, he does it twice, and the jury's like, he really can talk to dogs. <laughs> yes. So, you know, there's actually no no proof or evidence that he poisoned no. his uncle, except Kirk Cameron just goes, you poisoned him, and this man has no lie to cover it up. He's, he doesn't he's, say anything. No. Immediately caught. So what does he do? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Pause. Yep. Writer's room. We're sitting in the writer's room. We are writing this movie. We're all writing you, Lucky Dog. All right, guys. So it's, you know, obviously the nephew killed the uncle, but but how does how do we get him out of there? Uh, uh, he, bl- he blames somebody else? How about that, boy? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't think that that doesn't really work. He pulls a gun. He, oh my. he pulls a gun. Uh, brilliant. Hey, don't, do, you know, maybe we could like make the court scene a little longer. Yeah, I know we got a strict 100, you know, one hour, 22 minutes on this one, <laughs> but maybe we just extend the court scene so it makes a little more sense. Yeah, I like that. I like he, that. he pulls a gun. He pulls. Now, now, guys, you're, you're both bringing up some great points, but I'm hearing something about a gun. Uh, yeah. He pulls, he pulls a gun. The, the, the head nephew pulls a gun. Yeah, yeah, you got something there. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's metal detectors in like a courtroom. Like, wouldn't it have been? No, remember like, this is pre-9-11. Like this is oh, a child. Oh, remember that pre-9-11, anything could happen. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> Maybe it was legal. What state was this even in? Maybe it was legal for him to have the gun in his sock a or something. state of it insanity. The state where rain is very cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cold rain state. California. So anyway, it turns out this was murder. And why didn't why didn't Lucky speak up earlier? I don't know because Lucky's a dog. He needed Jack to understand him. Also, all the all the nephew had to do was just play it a little cool. Like the jury was already on board that Kirk Cameron was a crazy person. Yeah. All he had to do would be like, "You're gonna believe this dummy." And then he just his first instinct is to pull a gun out and shoot it. He doesn't yeah. just pull it; he shoots. Yeah, at the Kirk dog. Cameron and the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very, I mean, very trapped in the closet. Of he's him. been yeah. lying this whole time. He has no problem with lying. And then, when faced with the perfect just, opportunity just to lie, one, one little, lie. little lie, and he's like, "I need a firearm." Yeah. <laughs> also, he pulls out the gun, and there's a there's a cop in there or a bailiff or whatever who has a gun on, like pointed right at him. It's yeah. And then he just yeah. puts it down. <laughs> he just lowers his weapon. Like, okay. This guy's the boss of the room now. Um, yep, there is a gun that discharged towards a dog in a child's movie. Was yep. this the first gunshot we've seen in a Disney Channel original? Definitely. Technically, no, because in Brink they do shoot a like a, a like a, one of those guns, the um, like ready set go. Wait, Brink was first. Well, oh no, 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 Brink can't. Well, oh well, with chronologically for us, yes, we watched Brink before we watched this one, but. This movie, You Lucky Dog, did come out before Brink did. Mm-hmm. It's the first malicious use of a gun. For yes. sure. They're and both 1998. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I hope it's the only one. 
<sighs> Dude, I don't. Yeah, me too. Actually, you know what? That's I fair. hope there's more guns. I would like That's to fair. bring a movie-shattering idea to the floor. Hit me. Why wasn't there a coroner's report done on an old rich man? Yeah. Yeah, good point. Ooh. Nobody, nobody found this poison. Nobody, <laughs> nobody even thought to look. He just keels over and dies, and they're like, yep, there he goes. Maybe it looked like he was drinking coffee. Maybe head nephew put caffeine powder in his, uh, <laughs> and he died of a caffeine or heart attack or something. Yeah, what do you think he put in? Uh, Ricin. Pre-workout. The vial, which is just an empty white pill bottle, says just poison on it. <laughs> so <laughs> Never mind. Goes to, the, goes to the pharmacy. I'll have one poison, please. I'll have a poison. I have a prescription for poison. I have a CVS coupon. It says $2 off 9X bottle of poison. CVS brand. <laughs> I've been a loyal poison purchaser. Great for value time. poison. <laughs> up and up poison. Great value. <laughs> oh, we love poison. <laughs> Also, the first poisoning in a Disney Channel movie, we should say. Wow. Right? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, there's like pranks. There's food related. Pr- there's worms in the sandwich yeah. and Brink. These are all 1998, by the way. I think I think Brink was the Sinister third year. Disney Channel original movie, and this was the second. Wow. So. Uh, 1998 was the year of, of, of guns and poison. Nice. Speaking of poison, keep drinking these drinks. Oh, I am oh, drinking boy. this poison. I'm ruining my insides, and I love it. Kyle from Luck of the Irish was poisoned. By the luck of the Irish. Mm. Oh, nice. <laughs> yep. He was, he was poisoned. Xenon got land poisoning when she went back to Earth. <laughs> Earth poisoning? <laughs> and I have online poisoning. Oh, my goodness. It's a real condition. Follow us at Tipsy Panel. Tipsy pa- at Tipsy Twitter. Panel on Twitter, at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. I should just make them both the same, I suppose. Oh man. What else we got about this movie? Any other any other fun facts? Any questions? Any blah blah blah? So when the gun goes off in the courtroom, people are panicking. Mm-hmm. And then they're all watching to see if the dog is okay. And then Lucky's fine. And then everyone minutes at, first of all, everyone who was in the courtroom when the gun went off is still there. None of them escaped. And they escaped. all uh, yeah, like they they didn't like flee. Like yeah, nobody like, else screw this. Out. I'm out. They're all there watching the dog, and then when they're like, "You're okay," and he got shot in the ear, and Kirk Cameron goes, "Oh, my ear hurts." They all just share a laugh, as if a gun wasn't just discharged feet away from them. That was my last note. Dog nearly shot. Big laugh. Big yeah. They're like ah, oh. <laughs> and like and- there almost should have been a freeze frame there, and then like whatever the theme of this movie was. Nope. More fumble music. We're still going. Now there's uh, tons of dogs living in the mansion. Yep. It's now a yep. dog hoe house. Because <laughs> the dog realized that that they could buy the dogs at the mall. Yeah. That's what he said. He's like, they realized that they were for or Lucky realized they were for sale. Yeah, he bought a bunch of dog slaves. Oh, my God. Wait. That means before he thought they were just trapped there. Yeah, he's like, you can't do anything with these dogs. They're like me, but what are you going to do? They're like me, but poor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He's a rich dog. He just thought they were poor dogs. He's also the devil. He is the devil. That is true. He He was probably down with something. Adding to the argument that Lucky is the devil. Mm -hmm. There's got to be some sort of, like, Lucky and like luck and devil are somehow. I tried to find connections between like character names and people involved in Son of Sam, but I couldn't (laughs) because it's definitely not a thing. But no, it is 100% a thing. We are making it a thing. We're going to uncover this conspiracy. We will write this essay. 
It is happening. The the manifest the the son of son of Sam manifesto. Kurt mm-hmm. Cameron is he plays a dog so well. He does do a pretty good job. I think there was a reason he was so popular in the eighties and nineties. Um, I, I found another movie that he did, which I imagine was just another just Kirk Cameron does stuff movie. Um, it, it came out in 1995, and obviously I know the name of this movie. I'm not looking it up, I swear. But he is just like a lazy student who accidentally downloads a uh, an encyclopedia into his brain and then becomes the smartest person ever. Uh, it is called The advanced. Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. Wow. 1995? It is also a... 1995. It is also a Disney movie, but it wasn't on Disney Channel, and hence not a Disney Channel original movie or Disney Channel premiere. It was shown through ABC. We'll be talking about that off air. Yeah. Where you cannot hear. We're going to talk about it in secret. (laughs) I realize I'm probably dating myself even to... Even though I'm the same age as everybody in this room. (laughs) But I realize that I got mixed up between Kirk Cameron and Steve Gutenberg. From like the Police Academy movie, like, like <laughs> oh. an '80s star that just like fell off the face of the earth. Uh huh. Like I always thought that was Kirk Cameron, but it turns out that he was acting. Kirk Cameron in the isn't 90s. falling off the face of the earth until the rapture happens. That's true. Yeah. No, he's yeah. The the he'll be taken by the Lord because he's a he's a good first. televangelist. He was in a crappy fireman movie. Oh yeah, people, fireproof. People loved like had it was like bad reviews, but the Christians like really flocked to it and it made 300 million dollars and he didn't take a single he, he donated all the wow. money to, did he um, really yeah two terminally ill children that's great that's actually, good for him that's yeah. nice started, i was gonna make fun of him but i can't even do I that know. no it's, i mean he he's nice he he seems like a genuinely good person um definitely can't say i agree with his his you know moral code or not his moral code i can't agree with his viewpoints but uh, and I definitely don't support his his strange bedfellow Ray Comfort, but uh, he seems like a good guy. I mean, the banana does have the perfect amount of curves. Yeah, what's three, ridges yeah. three ridges on the front and two ridges on the back. <laughs> but, and when you close it around your hand, I'm, I don't know why I'm putting on this voice. He's from New Zealand, um, <laughs> which makes it all the weirder. Yeah. Um, oh, but he's he is the worst. And the worst. comfort that's creepy. It is. It is. Yeah, it when is, you said. What is his name? Comfort. Gray Comfort. Comfort. I was like, oh, he did like mattress commercials. Mm. What are you talking about? (laughs) He's a rival of Bob. Kiss Comfort. (laughs) Crandall Comfort. Six six six. I I'll I'll be perfectly honest. I did spend more time reading about Ray Comfort than I did (laughs) reading just about this movie. Anything you want to share? That's more than enough time devoted to Ray Comfort. Um, Let's give our final remarks about this movie, and then we move on to rating. Final remarks. Okay. Um, yeah, quick, quick, I got quick. Nothing. Fi- I yeah, quick flip dog. through my notes. This dog looks great. Oh, this to dog's, pet this and dog is yeah. no longer like with us. I'm sorry to say. Oh, definitely not. He looks this like mo- what? The dog's not with us. Oh, oh no. Oh, of course not. It, Bogus is got to be long dead. That's name? the dog's oh. name, by the way. Bogus. Bogus. Oh, that's a great Bogus. name. That's a good dog name. Yeah, that was the one name that I did see in the credits. Oh, um, at one point, Kirk Cameron oh, tries to come clean to an officer, but he goes, never mind. You'll never believe me. <laughs> I and that's what cops all just say, York. okay, bye. Yeah. This but you'll movie, never believe me. This movie did have my favorite, <laughs> film, my favorite film trope of all time, when somebody comes to your house and says, turn on the TV, and the exact thing that they're trying to show you is on the TV. Ah, that's always fun. Yeah. I'm your lawyer. Turn on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yep. Yeah, let's write the movie. Um, I'll start. 
Um, this movie's dumb as shit, and I loved it. I give it a big thumbs up. I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but I really did genuinely enjoy how dumb it is and all of the, the nonsense. Uh, I liked it, and I would show it to a child. Thumbs up. Piggybacking off of that, I agree, and I'm also going to give it a thumbs up. I haven't thumbs a movie up in a while, but... That's um, true. Especially for the David Berkowitz, Son of Sam theory... I would, I would 100% show this movie to a kid and think the whole time, this is the devil dog, 666, hail Satan. Lucky, so, Lucky kind of looks like David Berkowitz. <laughs> <laughs> if just, Lucky and Kirk Cameron combined into one person, that would be David Berkowitz. Oh, Thickest yeah. neck in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't call on me for my opinion, but thumbs James up to this movie as well. Love it. Love how silly it is. Uh, definitely not for kids, but really easy to enjoy <laughs> at this stage in life. Yep. And agreed. Thumbs up. This would be a great movie to put on if like, you had a party and you turned off the volume and you just wanted something to be on the television. Mm-hmm. Because Kurt Cameron is so expressive in it. I mean, he acts like a dog. He's on all fours all the time. Mm-hmm. Digging with his face in the dirt, with his face in other people's asses. It's like, it's just one non-sequitur after another, I think. And um, it's fun. Watch it. I don't say that lightly. It's, you know, obviously nothing of prestige, but mm-hmm. I want to show this. I want to show this movie to people who are on a bunch of psychedelic drugs. Like, I want to show this movie to a person on acid, mm-hmm. like too much acid. I want to show this movie to David Berkowitz. Is he still alive? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yep. He probably knows about it. He wrote it. Oh, uh, born in uh, 53. So he's still. Alive. Wow. <laughs> if you rearrange all of the letters in you lucky dog and the director's name, you get David Berkowitz. Oh, my God, you do. I just did it in my head. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. This is uh, this is another all thumbs up. That's great. We've only had a few of those. So if we give all thumbs up, you should definitely watch it. Either because it's actually a good movie or it's so bad it is good or just it's fun. So, yeah, watch this movie. So do we give it an award that's named? Like, can I give this movie the David Berkowitz Award? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, <laughs> this movie gets the David Berkowitz the Award. Berkowitz. For having everyone's for approval. Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> the David Berkowitz Award. Achievement. For a good movie. <laughs> the David Berkowitz Award for a thumbs up. <laughs> this is canon. Great job. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's our show, everybody. <laughs> oh, that was a lot of fun. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to this. Um, please, If you haven't listened to our other episodes, go back and listen to them. They're all on our SoundCloud. They're on iTunes. They're on Spotify. Uh, they're on Google Play. Uh, we'll get them in as many other places as we can. Um, find Follow us on Insta. Follow us on Twitter at Disney Channel. Yo, Duke. Yo, Duke. Yo, Duke. And send us fan mail. Yo, Duke. Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Yo, Duke. Five stars on iTunes, guys. I feed my children with these stars. Like, comment, and subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. Okay, that's our show, everybody. Uh, tune in next time. We'll have a whole other decom for you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Tune into the next episode of the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, where we'll discuss Eddie's million dollar cook off with Haley Lukacic. <laughs>